four, three, two, one. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to everything you need to know about music. Or tonight, I'm sitting with my friend Mike. So, what's up, Mike? Hello, listeners. My friend Kevin. Hello, Jason. Hello, listeners. And Demetra is here with us. Hi there. Oh, hello. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Terrific. Thanks for having me. Um, gents, tonight I'm doing something for you because I wanted to do something that would apply to both of you. Okay. Both of your Good. likes, both of your interests, but more importantly, both to show you how much of an influence you both were to my musical um, likes and dislikes as as brothers two years apart that's right, right. so and yeah I am, I, I'm the elder statesman here that's so right that's right two years older than you guys but and so yeah. I think it's important for us Mikey and myself to mm-hmm. thank you for leaving your CDs <laughs> not only around your room and house but in the car in the cars as well that yeah. we would then drive around in and in Mike, the little black Corvette yeah a few different cars actually and Mike got his license before I did so he would say, I'll come pick you up and we'll just go for a drive. It didn't matter where we went. Just to get out of the house and go driving Anywhere. was like a very big deal. Right. And so, of course, you listen to music. Now, he and I would listen to a lot of hip hop and rap and you know song, pop songs of the day. Wait, and how many of my, of my rap CDs did I No, zero. Okay, okay, zero. And I know you want to go on record <laughs> saying that. But no, but there were other things in there. And this is where I want to give Mike the... Uh, in-person compliment that I have said on this podcast a few times before. I would have never been exposed to those songs if it wasn't for you either maybe accidentally playing them because it was the last CD left in the car or because you had heard it and then wanted me to hear it. I don't know which one. Maybe it was a combination of the two. But there were, and I hope you remember these times, where I would make you play songs over and over again because you had exposed me to a new song the first one that comes to mind and i've told the story a hundred times is stevie wonder mm-hmm. I remember, don't you worry I remember about it, it well okay or, i remember where we were on the road when you heard it and you're hitting me <laughs> to keep playing it. wait really yes you when, don't understand when a song hits it. me i love oh. it when a song hits me it's like life-changing there were a few songs where it opened my eyes in a way that was like I can't believe this is music. How have I not heard anything like this before? It would be like seeing a new color that you didn't think existed, and you're like, this is amazing. I never thought I would see that. All right, let does me that ask, make sense? It does. All right. Let me ask a quick question. Yeah. Though. When you first heard Don't You Worry About a Thing, did you listen to the whole song? Because I remember you back in the day, you would <laughs> listen to the first like 90 seconds, yes, so true. Boom, one to the next. So true. It's still like I'm that. I'm still like that a little bit. But did you listen to the whole The whole thing. Because oh, that, it was that, that that's grabbing. how you know. It and I would really make him play it again and again and again and again. Another one that's that comes to mind is you had a Commodore's uh, album or CD in the car, and mm-hmm. track two was Lady. And the beginning organ dun, 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 dun. in fact, wait, hold Lady. on a second, hold on a second. That's a great <sighs> opener for I was like, wait, Mike, what is that? That synth, man. That is and Just listen, listen to that, that, that intro. And then this happened. Oh, yeah. And I was like, do, no, do it again. Do it again. Make it do it. <laughs> play it again. Play it again. And there, were, there had to be at least a half dozen, but probably maybe more of a dozen songs that you did that to me. Yeah, except I think you actually controlled the CD player. <laughs> okay, yeah, sorry. Didn't actually ask me. Yes, I know. That's fair. Which I was very dominant. But it was because those CDs were left by Kevin. So we want to say thank you for that. You're, but yes. if it wasn't for you two guys, I would not have I've heard those. 
songs. I, I wouldn't have. Th- those songs weren't played in my house. Those I, n- no other friends played those kinds of songs. Did they think about it? Think of our other friends. No. They never played that that stuff. A couple were probably my dad's too. Oh yeah, for no, sure. One hundred percent. You can thank Region Lorraine for their influence on us growing yeah, up. Right. Yeah. Um, and their love of music and the fact. I mean. I mean, Mike. They were always playing almost every time. You know, we came home from school or whatever. Or it's a Saturday. Something was on. They had you know they had the high five playing. Whether yeah. it was a record or you know cassettes when they finally came out, there was always music playing in our house. And so a lot of what you heard, I mean, especially like Stevie Wonder, Intervisions, that was one of their favorite. It's huge for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so those you know those expressions that we heard back in the day, that's what you know really latched on and gave and I know gave me the love that I have for music. Yeah, I'm sure for my brother as well. That's that's Absolutely. a cool tribute to say. But then when Mikey and I, so that was high school, and then when Mikey and I went to college, you had gone to a different college, Yep. and what I knew of you at that time was you got into classic rock, yep. Pink Floyd, The Who, and we had nothing to do with that, right. so you went somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And that's where it, it was left in my brain until we started kind of doing these again, Okay. which is kind of cool yeah. in a way. And I've learned so much by you exposing me to some of those bands that I never listened to mm-hmm. or listened to only you know because of the hits that I knew sure. or whatever. So this was hard for me because I know where Mike went because we went there together. Right. I know, you know some of the soul, R&B, hip-hop, pop, some classic rock, not too much, but some of that a little bit of 80s, not too, too much. But I know where we went. So what I tried to do with this podcast was to find a place where the two overlap okay which is rare okay because i've either done it before like stevie wonder sure or i didn't want to be so one-sided or the other okay so i say all of that to say what i'm going to try to do is keep this a mystery and i'm even going to title it a mystery artist and i'm going to give you hints and tell you a little bit about the background of this person or band and then you tell me when you know it. Who? Don't say who on, it is on, when on. you do know it. Okay. But just tell me that you know it. You know what you should do though. Yeah. Title this Olivia Rodrigo, just so everybody <laughs> downloads it. <laughs> That's so true. I'd love to hear that one. Yeah. And they're like, wait, who the heck is this? There you go. All right. So are you ready? Ready. All right. Yes. All right so wait. Let me mm-hmm. ground yeah. rule one more time. So once we know it, we tell you. Tell that me we, you know it. We tell you. Yep. Know it, but not not, not to not let the is. other person see if they can. Because I know for a fact. Now, I'm not including Demetra in this because she knows. Okay. I had already told her. Okay. But I know for a fact, and I think she will echo this, you know who this person is for sure. For sure. Okay. Yeah, right? Definitely. Okay. And I will go out on a limb and say, you know them in their songs very well. Okay. Yes. Okay. I would say that too. Are we going to play like but name that tune? I don't know tune? anything Sorry. about the background of this person. Cool. Yeah. The background is... Maybe as interesting as this as the music itself, which is where Kevin comes in. The construction of the songs will appeal to you greatly. You know, I love a great and composition. That's why I had to find someone okay. that fits all these boxes. Okay, where your brother Mike lives, he wants, and correct me if I'm wrong, he wants passion. He wants good beats he wants a baseline but he also likes simplicity don't make it too hard okay you like it really complex you want there to be massive amounts of construction composition and 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 integral interwoven thematic mike doesn't want any of that 
Okay. He likes maybe some, but not to the degree that you do. I'm not a rock opera guy. <laughs> no, you are not. That's fair? All things fair so far? Yeah. I mean, Mike and I, you know, we obviously get, get along very well. Yeah. Um, we're different in a lot of ways, right? What and would so- be on the radio if you traveled in a car together? You know what I mean? Stevie Wonder for sure, okay. right? Yeah. Right, okay. Um, so, you see what I'm saying? I oh, oh, oh. Be- I, I will tell you one thing. I think that he and I both really like, I mean, I, I think I liked it first, but and then he adopted it right. later, right. is Yacht Rock, right? Oh, yeah. Big, he loves, the, he, he loves right. you know, the whole Yacht Rock thing now. So, and one so, of the things I was going to say is where Mikey went uh, after college and after we kind of got careers and families, we separated a little bit because he went to this almost soft rock, like... Like early, like early '90s, late '80s, kind of like adult contemporary. What, what's the right way to say it? Is it? It's not. It's soft. Like what? Like 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 Coldplay? No, oh, no, well, no. I was just gonna say that. I remember. He, you I were know you were. No, no, Coldplay. Coldplay's big. Coldplay. You were a big Coldplay fan. But I mean, Coldplay's like, good. what's the right way? It's not yacht rock. What is it? It's soft rock. Soft, yeah, like '80s soft. '80s easy listening. Soft rock. That okay? That's not this because that's not Kevin. Okay. Okay. All right. This person. I'm just going to tell you, it's, it's, it's a person. It's not a band, because that would be okay. too hard. Okay? He tells a story that um, he was at a club one time, and he saw a club manager getting very angry that a performer named Lou Rawls couldn't show up on time, and he was getting $2,000 a week to come and perform at this club. And this person at the time was making $3 an hour. So this person was like, I got to check into this music thing. Okay? Okay. All right. So he went to a pawn shop and bought a guitar and decided to teach himself the guitar. Wow. I I like this story so far. Okay? He didn't do this until he was 30. Wow. He enlisted in the Navy and served for nine years when he was 17. In his late 20s, he was working for a factory making airplane parts. Okay? How he, many, wait, how many hints are we on now? Because I, I, I'm just kind of going with it. I would say four or five. All right. Okay. This is good. I don't know. It's what is considered by music critics, critics excuse me, to be what's called MOR, which is middle of the road, is a form of commercial radio format or a popular genre that is uses techniques of vocal harmony and light orchestral arrangements. This format was eventually rebranded as soft adult contemporary. Hmm. Okay. Do we? Okay. Lou Rawls is our only frame of reference in terms of thus time far. Right now. Thus far. Okay. Yeah. I. I think I have an inkling, but I but I, I won't okay. say I know. All right, okay, okay. This person is considered extremely shy, unassuming, calm, cool, unpolished, blue collar, an absolute black middle class. I'm being extremely vague right now because I want to make the hints bigger as we go. Okay? Okay. Nothing so far, though? He learned the 12-bar blues. And I will say that all of his songs, especially the ones that I'm going to highlight tonight, the three that I've chosen, 
are no more than three songs. Okay. By the way, the person I said I had the inkling about earlier. Yeah. Nope. No. no. Okay. We have ruled it. We have ruled him out. What ruled? What? What was the hint that ruled him out? It's okay. It's all right. We'll get there. Get we'll it. get there. We'll okay. get there. Okay. Twelve bar blues. That's it. Meaning a standard, very easy blues progression. I think you will find in every one of his songs until you get to some of the later stuff that he maybe collaborated with others that became a bit more intricate because of them, not him. Okay? Nominated for nine Grammys, won three. Songwriter Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and two songs in the Grammy Hall of Fame. Wow. Okay? This is... It's good. I thought I had a guess too, but I, no? I, I don't... know. Okay. He wrote all of his songs. I love that. I, that's why I did this for yeah. you. He wrote all of his songs. So this isn't Elvis. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost every podcast we have to remind ourselves it's of a, that. Yes. It's a running Correct. Now. Correct. Mike, the beats are excellent to the point where, for you and I, they are sampled by hip hop, one of his songs, 158 separate times. His first song that I'm going to cover, song number one, came out in 1971. He said, quote, sometimes you miss the things that weren't particularly good for you. And it's just something that crossed my mind and probably something that happened in my life that I'm not even aware of when he saw the 1962 movie Days of Wine and Roses with Jack Lemmon. He sat down with his three dollar guitar or whatever it was at the pawn shop played two of the three chords of the 12 bar blues and wrote this song now before i play it do you have any guesses i'll let mike go first mike anything now i've been extremely vague and i know that that's really that's really tough do you want any more hints or do you have any guesses can i give a guess that if i'm wrong of course you can of course Guesses? Mike, do you want to... I'll let you go first. And here, by the way, before... What was the year again? 1971? 1971 was his first big hit. Yeah. I think it's too late. No. Okay, this person was 31 years old when it came out. He was making bathrooms for 747s when he wrote this song. When the song went gold, the record company presented him with a golden toilet seat to mark the start of his new career. Is the song about airplanes? No. It was originally released as a B-side to a song called called Harlem. However, this song was preferred by disc jockeys and became his first hit. It won the Grammy in 1972 for Best R&B and is ranked 285 on the Rolling Stones list of 500 greatest songs of all time. The chord progression is A minor to E minor with a G root, then D minor in the bridge. That's all. My God. All right. Um, Mike, who, who are you going to guess? I, I've, it's not a very good guess, I don't think, but I was thinking Bill Weathers. That is correct. I was going to say George Benson. (laughs) Nice guess, though. Well done. That's awesome. Well done. Well done. The strings are done by Booker T. The guitar on this song was helped by Stephen Stills of Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. 
Yeah, the production on these things was crazy. It's two minutes and three seconds long. That's it. Yet, do you not know and everyone and their mother knows oh, yeah. this song? Great song. Great song. Awesome. Bill Withers. So that's what I'm going to do for you guys today. I love it. Pretty amazing background, right? Yeah. This guy is so unassuming, so calm, so cool, such a such a gentleman, such a soft-spoken guy that no one really knows that much about because he got in, spent some years making about six or seven really important albums and then left and said, I've done what I came to do. That's all, I, that's all the music I can write. You, you know what threw me off is that I, I didn't know that George Benson played the guitar. I mean, George Benson. <laughs> I, George Benson plays the guitar. I didn't know that Bill Withers played the guitar. Yeah. I guess that, that, that's a... That's yep. a real block for me. Yep. Mike, nicely done. Yeah. Well nice done. Wow. Yeah, well, well done. Just pulled it out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, let me go back to this part real quick of the song. He hadn't written lyrics yet. And so he, in the, in the recording studio, just sang this and said, I'll fill it in later. And Stephen still says, it sounds no, so man, good. leave Don't it. That sounds so real. Just leave it. So he left it in. And now it's infamous, which I think is really, really cool. So it's like 25 or 6 to 4 from yeah. Chicago, right? Yeah, Where they exactly right. Exactly right. Sang some gibberish, and, and they said, yeah, go ahead, go with it. But not gibberish in that, in that case. That, that, is, that is iconic. That right? I know, I know, I know. So Bill Withers comes out out of nowhere, 1971, and just becomes this soul-like icon. And wrote every one of his songs, did all of the music production himself, taught himself everything, and still held the job at the airplane plant while he was doing this. <laughs> In fact, the album cover, which I'll show you here, hold on a second, is a picture, if you guys can pull it up, it's him standing up of against him. a bricks wall with his little pail, his little, his little lunch pail, is literally taken in front of where he worked. He's just a blue collar guy. He really is. That yeah. for That's some great. reason wrote these songs and it was in the right place at the right time and just and just kind of nailed it and just yep. really nailed it. So I want to take you through a couple of these songs and maybe identify a few things as we go, but I'll tell you uh, two key things to, to kind of pay attention to. One, every song is unbelievably simple, mm -hmm. like musically structured. There's maybe two, sometimes three chords. That's right. it. The surrounding elements of the like orchestration of the people that are playing with him are very, very good. Um, Booker T from Booker T and the MGs yeah, did a lot sure. of his stuff um, and produced a lot of things with him, which, which which is great. They did all of it. Like Donald Duck Dunn is the bass player. He was the recording bass player for the MGs. They, these guys worked together. He basically would come in with a notepad and his old little beat-up guitar, yeah. sit there, and then they would be like, all right, you do what you do, and then we'll fill in the music later. And so Stills played guitar for guitar. on that song? Yeah. Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah. All right. Song number two was written by Bill Withers about his grandmother. And Mike, I know you're going to know it because of the beat, because it's sampled so many times, most notably by which song? No. Black Street. Yep. What are you going to say? Go ahead. No diggity. That's right. No diggity. Listen to this. Listen, if you can spend some time with this song. Oh, wait, so good. Go ahead. Where, where, where's she from again? 
Is he from Louisiana? Like like Stephen Stills? I mean, there there is a southern kind of. I honestly like, don't know where deep, he was born. That's like, a, like I don't deep know. Blues sort of. There is but to it, this. It, 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 and you would if I told you that this song was written in the 30s or the 40s yeah. and was it was a blues staple, you would have been like, yeah, that I I can understand that. No, he wrote all of these just. Off the top of his head. By the way, I don't know this song. You don't know Grandma's no. Hands? This is excellent. Listen, listen to it. Listen to the words. I mean, I feel like for sure if I'm down in New Orleans, right? right? Yeah, I'm going listen to one to of the blues bars. He says, Grandma's Hands played the tambourine so well. Grandma's Hands used to issue out a warning. She said, Billy, don't you run too fast. You might fall on a piece of glass. There might be snakes in that grass. If I, if I wrote that, I couldn't do what he does. Like that doesn't sound like it means anything. But right. when he does it, it's unbelievable. This is a one four five, but the one is minor. It's E minor. The one is minor. The one is minor. So it's a one minor, four five. That's it. Orbison ever do that progression? Maybe. That's but it, but, but, but it really right? is. But to start on that minor one yeah. is really cool. It's really really cool. Now the other great. thing I wanted to mention I didn't mention before that you'll notice maybe when you start to hear some of these songs I'm going to play. The last song was two minutes and three seconds. Okay. This song is two minutes and three seconds. Hmm. They are in yeah, and out, short. quick, short songs. Yet, if I asked you how long Ain't No Sunshine was, would you say it's only two minutes? No. It no feels way. like a four-minute yeah. song. Yeah. Right? I only know because it's on my running playlist. Okay. <laughs> Wait, that's okay. on your running playlist, not, not Vertigo. No. Oh, no, 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 we're, we're going back <laughs> Which to the podcast. Right. We're going to the podcast. Wait, you, you put Ain't No Sunshine on your running playlist, huh? I just love that beat. Cause that does that get you like that cadence? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's the, a slower run, just interesting. Not go crazy. Wow, very cool. All right, very so cool. How long heard, is I, that song? Two minutes and three seconds. I never heard that song, by the way. That's ain't, it. Ain't no sunshine. Two minutes and three seconds. Are you kidding me? That's it. Yep. So the album gets released. Though that and those two songs are both on the same album, and he gets to go in 1972 on Johnny Carson and explodes. He becomes like really popular. Like, who is this guy? And think about 1971, 72, 73. Think about what's happening musically. Like mm-hmm. where we are in the rock, where we are in like Motown, Soul, Marvin Gaye. This is something different. Right. He is unlike any of those things. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. kind of maybe a refreshing change, especially being a black guy with a guitar yep. singing gospel bluesy, gritty songs, but in a way that's totally um, listenable and likable for any audience. But again, that voice. Again, yeah. That's why I didn't know that he, I, I didn't know he played guitar because the voice is so distinctive, right? And, sure. And, and all you think about is how, how good and how soulful and, and, and just that, you know, he's got that little bit of graveliness yep. and a little bit of edge. Yep. 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 1972, he comes out with a second album and this is what leads it off. Speaking of lead offs. No guitar on this one. Major, major song. Number 208 on the Rolling Stone list of 500 greatest songs of all time. Tons of other versions obviously have been recorded. 
and it is only uh, one of only nine songs to have reached number one on the Billboard with versions by two different artists. It's kind of a cool tidbit. Do you know this version? Oh, oh my God. Of course I know this. Okay. I know this version. If I play the other version for you, I think you're going to go, oh, crap. Of course I know that one. And it had like kind of a hip hop beat to it, right? Yeah, I know it. Do you know who it is? Who sang it, though? Club Nouveau. Club Nouveau. Nouveau. Very good. (laughs) Very good, Mikey. That's exactly right. Hold on. Electric piano time. This is what, 15 years after the original? Yeah. It's just not the same though. But this no. hit number one also, I, which I think is a really cool. I tidbit. believe it because because it was, it was a big. big song. Yeah, yeah. But let's. It's just wait. Is it wait? Should, this is the only one. Or, or what no, are sorry. The, what, what so are the tandem of there's songs nine songs that, that, that have that, reached okay. number one by two artists. By both. That have, by, this is one of the nine. Oh yeah. It's just but, not the same though. No. Right. It's still good. You do like you like this yeah. version? Not yeah. as much as the original. I think it's Bill Withers' voice that you, that I need. Totally. Yeah. Right. I'll, I'll let it play for just a second so you can hear a little bit of the difference of the voice between Club Nouveau. And well done on the Club Nouveau. How did you know that? This was the first version I heard. Oh, come on. No kidding. Yeah, probably. Oh, okay. I, I agree. I mean, you were eight. I was 10. Yeah, did you think they were both the same guy ever? No. no. Okay. So okay. All right. I can't. I can't do much of that. All right, let's go back to Bill. All right. I'm gonna play for you um, my favorite Bill Withers song. Okay. Released August of 1972. Okay. It's his second biggest hit. It hit only number two because Michael Jackson's Ben beat it out in 72. In 72. In 72. Okay. Yeah. There are 100 other versions of this song that have been remade after his. And there are only two chords. It'd be a one minor to a four. One four, yeah. One four. One minor to the four. One that's minor it. to the four, okay. Yeah, all but with sevens, okay? Mm-hmm. Mike, do you know the song? I'm going to give you some hints of the song, and I'm going to see if you can get it, because you have been just... I have a no, guess. He's on fire. You have a guess already, just with the two chords? Uh, just a big Bill Withers song. Okay, well, wait. Let me just at least give you one hint. Okay. So it's not a total in-the-dark guess. The song is about a guy whose girlfriend walks all over him and his friends and family try to help him see that he's just simply being used by this girl. Uh, My guess was wrong. Okay. He responds, if it feels this good getting used, you just keep on using me until you use me. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable song. song. This, for me, is just fantastic. Now, some people say it's a metaphor. He actually wrote this about drugs, saying it's not, it's not the girl that's using him, it's drugs. I like to think that it's the, it's the girl. I like the little the romance part of it, but he never said which one was true. Do you know this song, Kev? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. All right. Now, the cool thing about this song, it's three verses. His... Not only the music simplicity of just the two chords and where the bass line goes is just phenomenal. The drums are spectacular. But the passion in his voice is incredible. His phrasing. If I just showed you the lyrics, you would say, okay, how good could that be? But when he does it, the way in which he says it...
until you use me. Oh, that is so good. So good, right? Okay. So by the end, though, we learn, this is where some of his songwriting comes in that I want to accentuate for you, Kevin. Okay. He's getting taken advantage of. His friends, he says, he says my brother, brother tries to tell him, look, uh, you're getting used this girl's taking advantage of you and he's trying to say yeah 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 whatever but by the end of the song we realize that he knows he's being used and she can keep doing it because he's he's using her too listen to this little fade out here and if you turn it off early like I have traditionally done you'd miss it his little little free form right here, watch. It's just brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. So man, I you know, I, I feel bad though because had you asked me at the beginning, name me three Bill Weather songs. Okay. I think I could only name two, and that would have been Ain't No Sunshine and Lean On Me. Yeah. And even though I know what you just played, and I love that song, I would that mm-hmm. it didn't immediately like really? pop to mind for me. Yeah. Which now I feel What about you? Same. Yeah, I I know if it's such a couple. good song. Okay, I know you know this song too, and it's got one of the God, coolest. One more. I know there's always one more because yeah. I just I can't help myself. I know you know this, but there's also an incredibly cool tidbit about this particular song. Do you know this one? 1977 he releases this on his Menagerie album this is the one I was going to guess last time really okay so I know that you know it now go ahead not just just two of us nope nope wait he did that too right just two of us he did we're going to get there Oh God, this is so good. <laughs> Such a lovely day. Yep, lovely day. Now, the cool part about this particular song is it is the second longest sustained note in music history. He holds a 20-second note vocally. There's only one song that holds it longer. It's some German song. But well, that doesn't count. Does but it? It, 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 let's just <laughs> say he has the longest sustained note in any American in, in U.S. history. Yeah, correct. This and I will play song. it for you here. Hold on. He's not done. <laughs> Have you ever noticed it? <laughs> there you go. Who's playing guitar? Ray Parker Jr. My favorite. There you go. You'd like to see that. Great, great guitars. Yeah. Hey, by the way, what commercial was this in? I don't remember. I think it was a Gap commercial. I think it was Gap. Was it Gap? I think, okay. Yeah. All right. What you talked about? Did you know that one? You said yeah, you didn't know that. Didn't. Kev, you I, know it. The song, yes. Okay. All right. Perfect. But again, could have named it right off the top of my head, though. Okay. This is where I'm going to nerd out for Kevin a little bit. All right. Okay. 1981, he was kind of done. He had written the songs that he wanted to write. He had said the things that he wanted to say, and he didn't really want to make music anymore. And he was extremely polite about it. He, he was very grateful for all the Grammys that he won and the accolades and the awards and everything, but he was never one of those guys like, that was like in the limelight in any way. So he kind of went away and said, I'm done. Right. Then in 1981, a guy named Grover Washington Jr. Oh, yeah. 
Do you know Grover Washington? Oh, Jr.? yeah. Okay. So, listen, I listen to a lot of smooth jazz. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So the horn player, Grover Washington Jr., comes out with a like a smooth jazz album and kind of was one of the founders of the smooth jazz oh, yeah. like, 100%. genre, right? It was, indeed. So he asked his friend Bill Withers, could you just write me a song? And he wrote a song which you had just mentioned, and that is Just the Two of Us. Now, so many people will always say that it's a Bill Withers song. It's, it's not a Bill Withers song. It is Grover But it is a Bill Withers yeah. song, isn't it? Yeah. It's on Bill it's Withers' greatest hits. Yeah, right. But it's not on a Bill Withers album. But I have to play this because there's a couple of really nerdy technical things that happen in this. This okay. is not one of those one, four, five jazz or um, blues progressions. But just li- listen to him. Okay. Such a good song. Awesome. This was only this was the only Grover Washington top forty hit, by the way. And he won a Grammy for the best R and B song, and it's number two on the U.S. Uh, Hot 100 album. Stayed there for three weeks. It was beat though by <laughs> Morning Train, nine to five, from and, Gene Easton, and, from Gene Easton, and Betty Davis Eyes by Kim, by Kim Carnes. Carnes. That's right. Yep. That's right. This is a Grover Washington. It's a Grover Washington Jr. song. All right, so Bill let me. Sang. All right, let me let me nerd out for just a second. I'm gonna try yeah. to I'm gonna try to do this as succinctly as I possibly can. All right, are you guys familiar with the idea of how instruments are tuned? All I know is that in the orchestra, yeah. the oboe plays the open. Is it G note? Note. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. So I know that. That's, that's there are it. certain the the. the the best way to describe it is it's all done because of what's called Hertz. Okay. Okay. If you know, Hertz is the idea that how many times something vibrates per second. Yep. Right. So if it's one Hertz, it's one free. Yeah. One time per second. So if, so if we, so if it's, if it's two Hertz, it's two times per second, four, eight, 16, we can keep going. But by the time you click something, so many times in a second, it actually will make a certain tone. So if you were to click something 55 times per second, we hear that as A. Okay. An octave up, so from 55 to 110, would be A, but an octave higher. Okay. Okay? 220, 440, 880. That's like if you were to play notes on the piano, but go one octave higher each time. So it's arithmetic. Correct. Okay. That is correct. So for example, I will play for you on my... Hertz meter. What 440 sounds like? Is this like that dog whistle app? Kind of, yeah. Okay. This is 440 Hertz. If and I that, slow it down, and that's an A. Yeah. And that's an A. Oh no, whoa. My point is the more something vibrates, the different frequency that it has, the more Hertz that it has, it's a different note. Sure. So, why do I why am I telling you this in a Bill Withers podcast? Because this was the first song to tune A to exactly 440. They had the technology at that point to digitally change the notes on the keyboards that they were using. Auto-tune? Kinda. was the first to do that. So what they did was they made it a perfect sounding A. As opposed to what you might hear as A by ear. Because even when a piano gets tuned, it's done by ear. Some tone that you then and so they audibly link one to the other. This was the first time that they did it with computers. So they digitally, like, took, correct. 
took 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 the tone from wait was it the synthesizer or was it from yes. the actual piano so itself? What they d- so what my question for you though yes. is how how did the synth not be able to hit that because it's already electronic right, right. yeah how did it hit it just just so, from Jump Street so when they first made piano synths they would make it sound like other pianos right this was the first one to do it by Hertz meaning we're going to play a tone that's vibrating at a certain amount of frequency, at a certain amount of hertz per second or times per second. So with A440 tuning, the old way is A432, which means absolutely nothing to you or me. It's just an interesting thing. You could not hear the difference. There are videos online, if you really wanted to get nerdy, where there are songs played at 432 versus 440. And then they, they will A, B them. They will compare them. They say, can you hear the difference? And music nerds will say, oh, absolutely. You can hear it. It's not, it's not right. The warmth of 432, which is done by humans, is so much more appealing than the accuracy of 440. Of, of actually hitting that number. Yes. Yeah. And so right. this was the first song to really be part of that. Now, does Bill Withers care about any of that? No, he absolutely does not. But the engineers at the time did. And I think that that's pretty neat. Did you know? And you, uh, that's a very cool fact. No. Yeah, it's pretty cool. This was also the progression is in D flat. He goes to C, F, E minor, A minor. There's all these different chord progressions. This yep. is not a Bill Withers song, but I will say of all the Bill Withers songs, I think it's the most widely known. That and Ain't No Sunshine. Probably. Yeah. Mikey, I'm really proud of you for guessing them. I am too. Anyway, um, he died recently, March 30th of 2020, at age 81 of heart complications. I would have thought he died a long time ago. Yeah, no, it's recent. Yeah, it's recent. Because we haven't heard much of him, probably since just the two of us, right? And during that time, um, 2017, 18, 19, he did a few things where there would be... um, because they knew he was kind of sick. Um, they would do some tribute concerts where they would kind of bring him up on stage to just kind of be there and be present. He wasn't sure. really singing or doing much. And some of those things that I have seen online are pretty heartbreaking. He's just up there and what a humble, nice, yeah. blue collar, yeah. just shy, old-fashioned kind of guy that <laughs> was in a club one night going, wait a minute, he's making how much? Blue and rolls. he can't get there on time? Are you kidding me? I'm making $3 an hour making toilet seats in the freaking airplane factory. No, no, no. Let's learn some chords. I got some things I could say and, and link of the music that he created because of it. Isn't that Great crazy? Style. Great right. stuff. So I'm going to leave story. you. This is going to be my bonus song. I'm going to leave okay. you with this, which is a song I don't think you're going to know. Okay. And I did this on purpose because I don't think you're going to know this Bill Withers song. It's not a hit, okay. but I think that it'll maybe open your um, mind to the possibility of exploring some of his albums okay. because if you like the style of the songs that you do know, mm-hmm. you will love the songs that you don't because they're all that good. Cool? Yeah. Awesome. All right. Now, I'm ready. This ready. drum this is also a bit self-serving okay. for me and Mike because Is this from another rap song? It is. It is. Now, I I don't think he's going to get the sample. Okay, but I'm going to challenge him. Do you think I will? No, no, <laughs> definitely not. But I will give him a couple of hints. It's one of it's off one of the CDs that we listen to quite a bit. Okay. Cruising around in the car in high school when um, we had nothing productive to do. I'll be disappointed if I don't get it. Then you won't. If you do, Mike, you're my my appreciation for you has gone to another level because wow. I know you know the song, but I don't know if I would even pick it up. Okay. Okay. It is not a CD, however, that you left in the car. (laughs) That is my only hint. 
All right. So with that, I will go out with kissing my love, Bill Withers. And I will say thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next time. Is that funky or what? Any guesses? So familiar. Yeah, I know it is. This one was used 158 times in other rap songs. Do you want me to give you the drum hook one more time? I think you might be able to get it. Off the chronic. Well, it's help. Let me ride. Very well done. Very impressive, Michael. You, you always do surprise me. That's pretty damn good. All right, so with that, we will leave it to Bill Withers to take us out, and I will say thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thumping in my